The following program was produced by Community Producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the Community Producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Ed Lucy, and I'm your host this evening on 02148. And my guest is Bill Thompson. <laughs> oh, you remembered my name. I not right. only that, but I remember that he was a former board member of Malden. Uh, yeah, MATV, yeah. which is now UMA. Well, that's right? correct. That's right. All right. So uh, uh, keep that in mind, UMA. MATV U- is now UMA. UMA. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can correlate with that, I think years and years ago, the, um, um, Johnny Weisbeller used to play in the Tarzan movies. And there's mm-hmm. always one scene in whatever movie did where the natives in the darkest Africa captured them, put them on a post, they were going to burn them, but they would dance around them with spears and shields, made of bamboo, I think, and they would say, Uma, Uma, Uma. I thought that's what they, they said. I have a couple of uh, quick announcements to make before we get into mm-hmm. our discussion. The first one is... Um, I had on my guest, um, Dr. Debbie Wayne, who's an optometrist here in Malden and Maplewood Square, and she's the president of Malden Alliance. I, and I indicated, uh, I mentioned that uh, at that show, I'm also a member, I've been for many, many years, and Bill Thompson's a member, which That's happens true. just to be a coincidence for the show today. But I did make an announcement through her when she came on the show that the Lions are co- collecting clothes to be donated to them, eyeglasses in particular, which Lions are well known for for helping people with the blind issues and uh, doing things with glasses. With those glasses, are used when the Lions send what we call missionary efforts in the outside the United States, whether it to be more recently in Africa, but but sometimes to uh, Hades or other islands in countries just off uh, the continental USA. And uh, any glasses that you have that no longer needed, if you donate them, her office is in Maplewood Square. And in addition to clothes, they also are accepting small appliances and books. So look through your uh, clean-out time because the target date that these... uh, Efforts are going to be completed is the f- uh, 1st of March or thereabouts, and therefore it's important with the time left that they collect all these items and that you could just put them in a trash bag, deck, wearable clothes, uh, and bring them to Debbie's office, which is in Maplewood Square, and it's on Salem Street, diagonally across from the, what used to be Carol's funeral home. Ah. And uh, anyway, that's that one announcement. The second one, very quickly, is... There is a program in place for people who uh, have the tragedy of losing someone during the COVID coronavirus situation, yeah. and th- there was money uh, funding that uh, funeral expenses related to uh, people who were diagnosed having been uh, died by the c- coronavirus. Yeah, and uh, there's a, the program itself is uh, sponsored by the government, and it's. Um, it was by uh, packages of the, it, as part of the stimulus in t- two years ago, and uh, unfortunately, as, a, as the, this article noted, about half of the people that might be eligible for lo- having lost a family member don't apply because they don't know it, and uh, perhaps for some reason, the, if they use a funeral director, that didn't get emphasized. But that's something you should look into if if you're a, a person that's been involved with someone in your family or a friend that passed away. And just to give you a quick phone number if you, or a, a, a location, it's FEMA, 844-684-6333. Three, three, three. 
and I'll repeat that. It's called FEMA, 844-684-6333. And my final one, before I get into the serious stuff, and this is serious for some people, there are super cheap smartphones available for people who qualify. Really? Yeah, and um, these are uh, various, in other words, if you don't have much need for one, but you have one just to have it available, there's a program through uh, Tello, T-E-L-L-O, which is, uses T-Mobile network, yeah. and um, they can bring your existing phone up current and keep your same phone number. There's also another super cheap phone number from the Boost, B-O-O-S-T, Mobile, and that's only charges, it's $100 a year, which is $8.33 a month. And then and if your in income is low enough, you, your option should check into the Lifeline Assistance Program, which provides a subsidy of $9.25 a month. So, and it's, um, to, to check your elig eligibility, visit lifelinesupport.org. That's L-I-F-E, that's capital L, and support with a capital S, dot org. Lifesupport.org. So having said that, that's my commitment. And Did you see the other day where um, a young girl who had been given an iPhone for Christmas or something years ago, the original iPhone, and apparently she had already, she already had a phone, and so she kept it in the box and she didn't open it and whatever, never touched it, and maybe forgot it for a while. And uh, she came across that she had this phone and she auctioned it off and got like $68,000 for that original iPhone. Well, that might be one that I so, have. You know, <laughs> <well>, so <laughs> what I use. Save your flip phone. And I'm, thinking, I'm thinking there's going to be a future in it for you. That's but, amazing. Uh, you know, when you think about what sometimes collectors uh, uh, and the appreciated value of an item. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there was an article, in fact, I saw it with this week on some artwork done by some famous that because you, they're always worth more when you're dead. Yeah. And uh, this was an outrageous amount of money was uh, multi multi millions. Yeah. And, I, and every time I read about those, um, and sometimes there's a marginal concern that they may not be legitimate. You know, people forgeries and there's. Oh yeah, I mean, it, there's so many forgeries out there in the art world. Yeah, I, I would. That's a minefield. That's and, a minefield. and on top of that, uh, it's not unusual. Even there's a school of art. Let's see, that was popular 400 years ago, and sometimes the art work, the finished portion, was done by a student and not by the, the original author. And therefore, mm -hmm. you, you pay 45 million dollars, for instance, for artwork, and and I can't imagine why, why you. Do that, and then you say, "Well, gee, if it's a forgery, how much is it worth? Yeah, Not yeah. as much as that iPhone." What, what gets me is a lot of these artists back in the old 1500s or something, right? They they always preserved their. They do a painting, and maybe they they didn't like it anyway. They reused the canvas, and they said, you know, so they're saying, "I'm going to paint this other painting, and I'm just going to use that one that I had before." And so they put another painting on top of it, and now. People have got x-ray machines and stuff, and they're x-raying these uh, um, classic paintings and saying, hey, there's a painting underneath. Yeah. And uh, so you wonder, are they going to scrape the paint off and, and go with the second one, or what are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the one, in the, the one that um, I read about recently was that someone found it in a, in a uh, brick brack show uh, store. Yeah. It's just in a corner. And uh, it was the uh, owner of the store thought that was a, a, a student of of, of, a, of a, one of those painting yeah. painters. And um, anyway, he paid a three thousand dollars. That's I think the number was. And then the more he researched, the more he was convinced that it was um, potentially a Picasso type situation. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up that um, he got a group of friends together, and they and they invested. A, uh, their money in researching it, and of course, every time you bring in an expert to give you an appraisal, yeah, uh, and to, to give you some validity, and of course, like you just indicated, there's more sophisticated ways now of analyzing paintings with X-rays and other uh, kinds of uh, uh, electronic efforts where you can determine the age of the of the 
of the canvas. You can determine the, the, the type of paints, which is important, and on and on and on. And so now he, he's since passed on. His ears own the painting. He yeah. has a, his family has a 30% interest in this particular painting. Oh. And he's got some experts who have indicated that they think it's an original. Yeah. And there's some who've said, well, it's partially original, but it was finished by one of his students, yeah. which was not unusual in those days. And yeah. then there's others that feel it is is nothing but a, a reproduction of a somebody else's work that he was a uh, connected to. So, uh, but if it's uh, if it's who they think it is, then they would end up being worth, let's say, original. Uh, there's one of his paintings just went for forty some odd million. Yeah. And and now they've over the years uh, the family and the and the invest the investors are uh, into it for half a million dollars in in research and in uh, all other kinds of things. So you'd wonder sometimes anybody that buys it would have to go to bed every night and wonder the next morning if he's going to be a bankrupt. But, okay, listen. Uh, now, you're a football fan. You watched the Super Bowl? I did. Do you, do you a basketball fan? Eh, you know. Did I, you watch I, the, the All-Stars on the uh, basketball? No, I did not watch that, although I was very impressed by reading the results there. The Celtics did very well. They huh? did. They did. I mean, they just cleaned up on just about everything. The only thing I, I, I stopped watching the All Star game pretty much several years ago because it, it's, it's a no in um, football is a no contact sport yeah. in your mind, but yeah. there's certainly a lot of yeah. contact. Yeah. Basketball is not supposed to be very much, and uh, the attitude about if, if it's no if you don't bleed, it's not a foul. But anyway. In the All-Star game, all they do is run up and down the court. And, you know, the final score was 185 to 168 or something. And you say to yourself, the Celtics had two players. One scored 55. Tatum scored 55. Boys of Brown, I think, scored 35. So between yeah. the two players, they scored 120 points. <laughs> Just two players. And now, of course, now it's a record. And that'll be a tough one to beat because uh, to score 185 basketball points is tough, even with the yeah. three-pointers. Yeah. So. I tell you, what's yeah? I, I don't watch that much basketball because, from from my oh, you know what? I just have to shut this thing right off. Um, we'll have a commercial while Bill deals with his phone. No, I, I I agree. Somebody wrote an article the other day that says you know that in the pros there's just too much traveling with the ball. Don't do you agree? Yes. I mean, I, when I'm watching the game, I just see them traveling left and right. And they don't get called for it no. anymore, you know? No. And so I wish they'd have a rule change on that or something because the rules haven't been changed, right? It's just that they ignore the rules for the most part. Yeah, um, the, uh, and, and that's reflected in the scoring now. The scores are uh, much higher, partly because, of course, everybody uh, to some degree throws three-pointers, so that enhances the, the score at the end because if you score – a basket for three points, and you score ten times. That's ten points more yeah, than you get yeah. up from the old days. And what was it, Tatum? There, it was like, did he throw ten three pointers? I think so. Yeah. Part of his fifty-five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So ten three pointers. Wow. Yeah, and they were, and he didn't throw many. He didn't throw it up. He didn't try that many shots, but to get the ten, he was pretty accurate for the day. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, anyway, that's the, but the football um, Super Bowl. Um, I ended up, by the way, uh, not that you're interested, I'll tell you anyway. I, I went over to uh, you, Encore you? just to kind of get a – and made a bet on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. And uh, the next day there was an article in the Globe with someone on a bicycle. They have a drive-thru like you're going to Kentucky Fried Chicken where you, play, you place yeah, you bets. you go in the garage and you, make a bet and yeah. off you go, right? This uh, f uh, woman reporter for the Globe took a bicycle ride over. <laughs> and she, she she used the bicycle to do the to go through the process of yeah. making a was drive. Was she from Malden? I mean, no, she no, she wasn't from Malden. Uh -huh. But then, uh, then it was, the nuisance was I had to go back, and because uh, you get a piece of paper that tells you that you won or you lost and what the bet amount is, and, yeah, yeah. and as it so happens, I I pick Kansas City, yeah, and uh, that that pretty much offset what I lost playing video poker. <laughs> so I didn't make money with it went over that day, but anyway, then you have to go back. I thought, well, you got to go back and get the get the money, and and um, you got pieces of paper. And I kept thinking I might, if I carry them around, I might lose them or misplace them or whatever. 
So I did go over the other day, and I got rid of them, and it was a nuisance. But then I find out since then, you can open an account. And oh, bet okay. now you don't even have to go to bet. You can do it off off premise by an iPhone. Do you have to be on premise to do it? Apparently not. I I don't know how loose this is going to get, but well, I assume it's going to get terribly loose, where you can just bet on your iPhone, but what through the Encore? Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, it, somehow the 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 economic uh, transfer you'd have of money, money in, will, you'd have money through, that they could tap them. into. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they could either tap into it, or they could they can uh, replenish it to your account if you want. Okay. I thought I didn't check it. I thought you had to be twenty-one to gamble, but in that article that about the woman with the bicycle going to the drive-through to bet, she interviewed some people, and one of the young young people she interviewed was he's only eighteen, and he was saying how convenient it was to bet and. I think probably a year or two, a year from now, certainly within two years from now, you'll be picking up the newspaper and, and there'll be kinds of any number of situations where um, either someone is a bookkeeper, an accountant, a tax person, or whatever, has uh, been indicted for embezzlement. And they, what they've done is they, they, it's like scratch tickets have, have a, a purpose, but at the same time, there are people who have access to somebody else's money yeah. And they become compulsive gamblers, and it's an addiction. And next thing you know, they they're up in, in front of the judge because uh, they've uh, spent money that doesn't belong to them, and they've gambled away somebody's own, other, somebody else's money. Like I said, it could be an employer, or, or it could be someone that you did some uh, tax work for, or you have access to their checking account, or whatever. And uh, so, there are social concerns I think that need to be dealt with, and. Uh, they're going to show up because the the fact you could gamble that easy, even the day I went in to cash in the tickets I uh, that I had to get reimbursed for, I had made up my mind ahead of time I was not going to gamble that day. I just want to get the money and get out of there. And yet when <laughs> what I was got, this video poker stuff? <laughs> well, when I got over there, I said, "Gee, now that I'm here, and, whatever, and I thought, well, maybe I make a couple." Well, of, there goes that. But I did. I did. It was too hard to get my money. I said, I want to leave with what I came in for. So that was that. I left that. So anyway, so. Uh, well, here's the thing. That sports betting started, and apparently, and I'm no expert, so I don't know the official rules, but apparently you can't, supposedly, you can't place a bet on, a, on any Massachusetts, like, college game. Except. Or, huh? There's except, an exception? Uh, uh, playoffs. Okay. All right. So, yeah, but uh, – if it's not playoffs, you, you shouldn't be able to place a bet on a college game, right? Whether, whether it be baseball, basketball, whatever. And apparently they were in violation of that. Only because it was a Massachusetts team playing a game. Right, right. Now, I don't know whether they played here or they played out of state, but the, basically I would think that um, if you can't bet on the Massachusetts games, then that means it doesn't matter whether they travel or not. Well, that's it. I just don't know what what's the rule on it. Is it within the the, the boundaries of Massachusetts, or is it like whenever a Massachusetts team plays? I think it's both, except the tournament play. Okay, yeah. all right. But they were found in violation of it first week, right? So right away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, how hard is it to to put that? You know. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the um, I'm a software guy, so I don't I don't understand that one. But yeah, it may be. Maybe it was someone that lost, bet with his father's checking account, and the guy wants to get the money back. So that's why he, I don't know, but that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, uh, the, so. <laughs> it's, we, we're more gambling all the time, so it goes from there to there. And uh, um, it's, it's not a healthy thing. As a matter of fact, there was a bill filed uh, to allow at elderly sites, the, the, the ones that are in the housing program, would have a, 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 a reception area where people go and sit and watch television to read. They might have whole functions there. They do daytime activities there. And have they got a Keno machine? What's that? <laughs> They're going to put a Keno machine in those places? No, but, but <laughs> the bill that was filed was to allow uh, gambling on premise at elderly sites. It's very sad. And yeah. it would be uh, obviously it, it was expand. It could be bingo. It'd be a, 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 a cash prize. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I think at Bingo they might give you a can of beans or they give you a, <laughs> a, 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 a the big prize maybe is headache pills or something. But this would allow cash. Yeah. And it, it could be mahjong. It could be any. It could be poker. It could yeah. be a, a bunch of other choice. Bridge, whist, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And. The point they made was that you, they, they were going to limit that you couldn't win more than $20. They, they were going to put in all these restrictions. But mm. like anything else, there's two factors. One is it wouldn't be long before people with serious gambling uh, interests or motivated would be playing for higher stakes and, and somehow to circumvent the rules. There's also the other issue, which would be, to my mind, would be people sometimes even for a relatively modest amount, whether they're playing cards or they're playing uh, bingo or whatever, they're still losers and competitive. And next thing you know, you might have a situation where, number one, someone's personality is such that they create a scene. And then you have the other thing is people aren't always honest when they're playing, especially older people that might not be aware of someone slipping a card away. So any event, um, I, I, I thought to myself, gee, that's a... That's a reach and a half, that bill. I can't imagine why they would do that, but I don't think it'll go too far. <laughs> but the, the, I think the sponsor was a state rep from uh, uh, Sp Springfield, and he thought it was a great idea to you know, allow the people to have a little entertainment. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, uh, you know, you wonder where this is going to go, right? I mean, how far are they going to take this, you know? Well, the next step would be, to, like you said, Put 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 the keno machine in the in the rec room. <laughs> I'll put uh, 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 I'll put the on, on off track betting uh, apparatus. But, uh, uh, what was that restaurant on the North Shore? Was it the, not the Conti? But it was up on one fourteen and did all the keno. What's that? It probably still does the keno. Oh, the, the restaurant. Yeah, what's the restaurant? Uh, I've been I've been in there. They, they I know a, you've been in there. They did a. Land office business. Yeah, remember that they had the Kino office. Right. There. You yeah. Get your tickets and uh, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 It's a great restaurant, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Moving on to other things. Um, oh, you have I'm an agenda to this show. You have well, actually a couple of things. <laughs> a couple of things. Uh, uh, Biden's now. Uh, I don't know. He must be coming home by now. He's yeah. Uh, he's on his way home. Um, I didn't even know he went though. Well, they. they I mean, nobody did. But well, uh, they, they they told the Russians. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, uh, why why tell them? I mean, you know, well, they didn't want to get know, into I mean, a situation where one of their uh, uh, a long range artillery blew up the well, train. Well, you know, you tell them either ride. you're going to get hit because you told them, or you're going to get hit because you didn't. I mean, well, I, that's true. But uh, do you think it'll have much impact? Oh, it made a hell of an impact. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. To whom? Uh, to to uh, people of Europe. You know. It's stiff in their backbone. You know, you, you know. Here's the thing, which which a lot of people don't realize: the the people in Europe are still um, greatly impressed by what the Americans did in World War II. That's true. You know, I mean, it's it's not like here. I mean, we we revere World War II veterans and things like that, but not like they do in Europe, and uh, and we don't know that. You know, and uh, it makes a hell of a difference. I mean. Uh, Biden's by showing well first off his effort I mean who the hell thinks he took a 10 hour train ride to get there that's like the Orient Express or something I could picture no it was a, it was a no it was the only way to Kiev is to take a 10 hour train ride from Poland into, into Kiev which, oh I don't think so yeah yeah that's what he did well, I'll it, go with that. You know more of those things with that. Uh, there's no, like, there's no plane service in the Kiev itself. Well, I can understand that, but I didn't think the distance from uh, from Poland to, the, to that area. Well, they did. said ten hour train ride. It did. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they stopped somewhere and had lunch. I don't know. But, well, it was six <laughs> or seven hours in the air flying. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, 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 which uh, a little surprised that it was. It ended up apparently. This has been in the works for quite a while. I thought it was, uh, you know, mm. relatively short uh, organization uh, uh, focus, but apparently it's been in the building up because there was a lot of things that had to be logistically arranged ahead of time. And one of them, and interesting enough, they minimized not only the reporters there, there were only two, yeah. but also the security staff was re significantly reduced to the usual amount of people that would be 
uh, organize this part well, of the this president's is, this trip. Well, they're saying this is the first time a president has entered a, a war zone yeah. with, without the support of uh, uh, accompanying American forces. Uh, American forces are not in that war zone. Definitely not. And uh, he entered, you know, this is the first time that uh, an American president has entered a war zone that is, uh, does not have American uh, security, if you will, or, or you know, military. Uh, yeah. so, yeah. Do, um, would you be in favor of um, providing the Ukrainians with artillery to, that reach Russian uh, territory? Uh, well, I mean, that's an easy thing to do. They border right on the each well, other, but I mean, it, you know, I mean, if you were close to the uh, border, you could hit them with damn near anything, right? I mean, well, is it a question of the uh, of the Ukraine encroaching the Russian border to defend themselves? Well, of course, the, the, uh, the when the when the Russians invaded Ukraine on this time, um, they they advanced into the country significantly. They I think at one time they had a a third of the country occupied, and then of course they ran into a strong resistance. Then the last fall, the uh, Ukrainians had that aggressive uh, offense. Yeah. They recaptured about half of the territory they lost. So the, the artillery that they're currently using I, I, in the positions of the two uh, armies and in, in the two countries, I don't think they have the uh, they can reach Russian territory. And the understanding is. Well, whether it's Germany or us uh, giving them what they're using, is that they won't take advantage of uh, an opportunity to, to fire into the Russia itself. In other words, it's like a limited war. Well, Russians, the Russians can bomb hospitals, they can bomb schools, right. they can bomb apartment houses, but uh, uh, the Ukrainians can't send projectiles into, the, into Russia itself. They're only hitting... Uh, Russian troops and, and, and the logistics areas in, within the Ukrainian territory. Well, I mean, I, 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 if war is war, they should be allowed to, but the, the problem is it becomes um, if, if the Ukrainians were to retaliate um, in neighboring Russian area, that would, then that would allow the Russians to say that they're being attacked, which That's is, good. Well... Now you get into this <laughs> nuclear, you know, defense. Well, he, keeps he keeps threatening nuclear. Uh, I know it's a, it's a sticky wicket here, to, well. you know, but personally, I think they should be allowed to to um, retaliate um, because you're in a position where the Russians can sit on their side and just lob stuff into Ukraine, which they're doing. Which yeah, which they're doing, yeah, and they get the drones that are coming in. Right, so, right. Yeah, well, um, anyway, so. Um, um, national election. You think Biden's going to run again? Yes. Um, he seems to be. I mean, he seems to be in fairly good physical shape. No, Who I'm, says so? <laughs> you don't think so? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he went to Kiev. I, I think I'd, you know, I'd, I'd have jet lag. Well, that's maybe he went on the ten to get over the jet lag. He's probably slept the whole way. I mean, uh, you know, that jet lag is a killer. You know, uh, but he looked good. I mean, you know, how old is he though? Now he's eighty. What? I think he's going to be. He must be seventy-eight. Must be eighty. Uh, eighty if he runs again. Oh, I think he's eighty now, isn't he? I don't know. We'll ask James. How old is the president, James? He's old. He's yeah, old. Okay, that's yeah. the answer to that. I mean, you know, that's always a, th you know, well, look at that Fetterman. Uh, you know, the, he's getting hammered because when he ran, they said, well, his his health, right? And he did have health problems and. The Democrats, as far as I know, probably covered it up till he won the election. You know, well, they didn't really cover it up, but but he ended up uh, he narrowed the campaign to, uh, to electronic campaigning to to a great degree after he got some afflictions, and then on top of that, he, he would only have one debate. So then well, that you know, so he was depressed. <laughs> say what? He's he's in he's in the hospital now for depression. Right. So. Um, and I'm not saying you know, um, mental uh, depression is any different than any physical thing, but did he have it before? Did, did people cover it up while yeah. he's running so that, uh, um, you know, just until after the election? Well, remember, remember if you go back when uh, McGovern ran for president, his, his 
vice president candidate had a history of some. Yeah, was it Eagleton or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Was it named Eagleton? Uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, he got he he, got, he, he, got, he, he withdrew. Yeah. And and I uh, I thought his issues obviously were difficult as they were 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 less severe than the than the senator from Pennsylvania who was older I believe. Yeah. And Eagleton was, and more important than that. He's had some prior history anyway, health issues. So, uh, but, um, so you th- so you think he's healthy and he's going to run again for president? Biden? Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, he's going to run again, uh, barring any health issues. But, um, you know, there seems to be a thing when you become president, right, this two terms seems to be your, you know, the goal, doesn't it? I mean, Trump wanted that second term. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know of anyone. Why isn't this shutting off? So, so did Bush, who lost. Uh, Maybe somebody didn't like what you said. Yeah, I mean, I'm shutting, making sure this thing, sh- oh, it's turned back on now again. Makes you want to throw it out the window. Um, what, what do you say about Bush? Well, the, uh, the the elder Bush, he, he lost on, after one term, but he ran. Again. Well, yeah, but he wanted the second term. Oh, right? he did. I mean, they, they all want the second term, so yeah. I, I assume Biden wants the second term as well. Um. Well, anyway, I, as far as Biden, the idea is that, uh, in my view, as I watch him, one of the one of the things that they continually refer to is that he can't give a speech without a teleprompter. So he, oh, it, Biden can. It's a very he's very effective in looking at it, but. I think Trump is the same way, although he he goes off. Well, the, no, he didn't he, always use teleprompter, but that's when he gets in trouble. Yeah, he, he always he, he thought he could the wing it, and, and, that way. and then but, he ends up saying stuff yeah. that. But but I noticed when he gave a speech from uh, the Ukraine, this is the president, that it uh, he was like l- looking down, reading something that was below the tabletop. So he apparently had it all written out, and yeah. that's the basis for the, but. Uh, so if he runs, you think he'd have any opposition, or that he'd run unopposed? This is for no. He'll he'll have opposition for nomination. Yeah. Who, yeah. who would run against him? Um, well, I I'm not telling Republicans. I think Democrats are keeping it close to the vest right now, but I think you'll see people run against him, uh, and they might use age as a reason to do it. Well, but then it would hurt them in the final if you with the, if you if you use it against them in September. The, Dem- the Republicans would then be able to spend the September to November reminding people that the Democrats even think he's too old to run. Well, that always happens in the primaries, you know, that, yeah. uh, you know, people are running against each other and they say things that are detrimental to their opponents. And then one of them wins. But then everybody's got all that stuff that was said against them to use in the general, you know. Yeah. So um, that's always going to happen. Uh, well, let's assume yeah. let's assume he gets a nominee. Age will be one of the things they use against him. Believe me. The, uh, Democrats or Republicans? Democrats in the primary. Oh, I'll, I'll be. Can't. I'll bet you. Well, let's okay. go to Encore to the garage. I'll take a bet on this right now. <laughs> what do you bet? That he's got opposition. He'll have opposition. Legitimate in the, opposition. There will be a primary, and he'll be in. Uh, op, there will be opposition to him. Uh, you think? You think the vice president will be uh, is running mate again? Uh, that's a good question. I, you know, personally, um, I don't think uh, she's done a, a good I, I don't think she's done a great job. I, I'm not impressed with her performance so far. But, you know, she seems to be. She's a good giggler. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I don't know how. I don't know the politics of being a vice president. Like, do they tell them you should be second banana? You should never say anything. You should be in the, you know, always behind the, you should always be for the president and you should never have your own ideas. And is, do they do that? I don't know. Well, what they do I is. I mean, they, maybe it's a case of she's being told that, but she seems to be very behind the scenes right now. Low profile? Low, yeah, low profile. Well, I think the. the uh, there was one uh, one of Frank Pence did the same thing under Trump. He he just you know just basically was a lackey. You know, <laughs> well, is that true or not? And you know, um, I mean, it, it, that's the part I don't understand. He was canned. Are you allowed uh, to create a, a you know? Uh, Pence was canned for the Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, they, they, they need to create some personality, some excitement for, for their position, yeah, right, yeah. I would think. I don't understand why they just sit back and just, you know. Who do you think that the Republicans going to nominate? Well, I don't know. It could very well be Trump again, you know, or DeSantis, either one. DeSantis. I think it will come down. I mean, Trump is saying things about DeSantis, so it could it could get pretty rough on the Republican side. He gets really, he he did that when he ran the first time in 2016, and I thought at that time you you'd watch the Republicans having their uh, debates, and he made it interesting whether it was talking about Sleepy Joe or somebody yeah. else, and then it ended yeah. up by virtue of the the system with his 35 percent. Support and all those other people splitting all the rest of the votes. He ended up getting nominated. From there, he ran a heck of a good campaign. But uh, one thing I do remember uh, after the September in that particular election, and uh, he was interviewed before November by a reporter, and I recall seeing it on TV, where the reporter asked him, "Was this was the run up to the November day?" And he, he was asked, uh, "Would he concede to Hillary Clinton if he didn't win?" Yeah. And you know what his comment then was? What? We'll see. <laughs> and that was a forerunner of what happened in, in the second term effort because he's never acknowledged that he lost. And that's been a, 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 right. a burden yeah. for the country ever since that uh, well, November. He, I mean, I'm, my personal opinion is he's, he's a, he's a, has a, a personality issue, um, whether it be considered a disease or a situation where – he, you know, they say narcissist. He's a, everybody says he's a narcissist. Now, is that a disease? Is it a, is it an aberration? What is it? It's a, it's a personality description and, you know, but is it not normal or is it normal? I don't know. I mean, apparently they don't treat it like a, any sort of, um, you know, Negative. Well, it's, they, they, it's they more often them. used with uh, serial killers and uh, movie <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, it comes down. To, should people who run for president should they be sub- subject, at least initially, to some sort of mental screening to to ensure that they're, you know, whatever they might consider uh, a normal person. A normal, a normal personality. Oh, see now you're stre- now you're expanding I, from. I, I know, I know. The wanting people seventy-five years or, or older. It's an impossible a- task. I'm just saying, but you know, I mean, there should be a floor here. You know, like you're an idiot. You can't. You can't wait. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, so you you think Biden's going to run again? You think he's going to have opposition? Mm-hmm. You're not sure about the VP. Right. So you you think Biden will ask her to step aside? And well, you know it would be tough for him to say because she's a woman, and for him to say um, at the time, if he were to say, "I'm I I'm, I don't want her for a second. I'm going to pick somebody else." It, it would it would have probably have to be another woman, would it not? I mean, because if he picked a man, the women would go crazy. I mean, you know, I mean it was a big deal that. Oh, she was a woman, and she was vice president. She so. was also, it was also uh, a fact that she well, was a woman she was of black. Color. Yeah, then you know that could play in it too. You know, although she, uh, her family, her father was from India. Well, you know, but she, she, as, yeah, uh, and she's Jamaican. Is she has something? I don't know, but she, she, um, she identifies as black. Yeah, I yeah. think she went to um, a black college. Did she not down south? I forget which one it is. There's only two. I know a Moorhead and uh, yeah, she might have gone to Moorhead, or huh? how, well, yeah, eh, so. I don't know, but I think she went to one of those, so I think she identifies as black. Yeah. But yeah. speaking of them, I um, um, I watched. Uh, I don't know if you watch it all. Was uh, Finding Your Roots? It's on Channel Two. Oh, with uh, um, how, uh, Henry, uh, what's his name? The, Right, the, the guy from Cambridge, or the Harvard yes, professor. Harvard, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting show. One of the two people last night was uh, Angela Davis. Oh, yeah. Who was uh, a radical, and it was kind of. I thought it was watching. I. Uh, She's still alive. Say what? She's still alive. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. And she, and she, I can't see the resemblance between what she is now versus what she. Uh, but four generations back, her father was white. A great, great, great 
grandfather, excuse me, was poisoned. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, um, and, and many of the instances that, uh, of, of people that, when they check back their roots, oftentimes, whether they're people who are, have uh, originated from, let's say, uh, Ukraine or the, or the Estonia or Latvia yeah. or wherever, yeah. have little understanding of where their background originated from. And, and yet, when they get on this program, Sometimes they can go back to uh, uh, the pilgrims, or they could go back even further than that. Yeah. And interesting enough, in her case, because of her her white side of the family, her family were on the original uh, uh, voyage to Plymouth Rock in 1620. Mm. She was so shocked to think that here she is, because she, she was, didn't know that. Didn't have any idea at all, and there was another gentleman on whom I don't know, and and he had uh, four back three or four generations previous, even though they were able to trace his family back to the the slavery days, that his three generations back grandmother had children by a white man who was a a, a person of some substance in the in the country, you know, huge huge uh, plantation down south, so. It's amazing how when they track people back, how uh, uh, the, the, what they literally know about themselves has nothing to do with what they were uh, 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 through back even a couple of generations, and and that's not just uh, people in this situation. It's 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 amazing sometimes when, you, when they interview people who passed the grandparents, for instance, they have little knowledge of what happened to their family before that, even in, in instances where they there's a some kind of a clear line. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But most most often, if there's a if there's a pe- people that by definition are considered of color, that they that that, that it isn't just a, a extreme to the point that there's no other uh, genes other than the, that of the of the being a, a person of color. Often, most often, at some point in their in their background, they have family members who were either mulatto or maybe were white, particularly. When they, uh, well, I mean, this gets very complicated, right? Because back in the slavery days, um, you know, a, a, a black woman may have had uh, a father that was white, but for reasons that were not desirable, right? I mean, it. They didn't always choose to to have that. A lot of times in the South, right? Plantation owners would deliberately. Uh, foster children in order to have more slaves. To have more what? To, to have more slaves. Oh, I see. Well, and, and well, there was I also. I mean, that's that's a terrible thing to say, and that's why um, it, it makes it very complicated. Yeah. It, it it because obviously it was basically rape, right? Well, it certainly was a one-sided uh, uh, arrangement because uh, you were you were. Uh, um, you own the person, and they were property by definition, and to, according to the Supreme Court, right. and therefore on that basis, you could do with them what you wanted. You could you could sell them, which there was done, well, yeah, and uh, yeah. in fact, there were laws that pre- that prevented a banned uh, educating uh, even if they were even if you were the father, that you could you weren't supposed to educate them. Because they were well, still slaves. So, but I, I mean, yeah, we're going into a very touchy subject here, we're, we're, but it's very so complicated. We're not going to talk about that anymore. But, <laughs> let's go on to another subject. Um, one thing that um, um, I've made comments about, I'm going to have two subjects I'd like to talk about. One is that I think that uh, you've been involved in politics for a long time mm. as, as an active supporter of candidates and also as someone who uh, has taken in, uh, involved himself with major issues of the day yeah. dealing with Massachusetts. Right. I've suggested, which is not just limited to Ed Lucy, but I've suggested in my mind what should be done is a one-slate candidate, which is done in a lot of states. A one-slate candidate? You didn't run as a Republican or a Democrat, even if you were a Republican or a Democrat. In a, in a primary, you would have one slate of offices to choose from, and if someone that won the primary didn't get at least 50% of that vote, the, the next person and that person would run against each other in November. So you could have two Republicans, you could have two Democrats, 
You could have a Republican. Isn't that what they're doing in California now? California does it. Uh, obviously, Georgia does it. Uh, a lot of states do it. Uh, I'm not an expert on that, but you know my wife is. But she, she wouldn't agree with that. Well, but, uh, let's take it. Okay. I don't think I would have a tendency to agree with it, but I don't have the facts in front of me right at the moment to give you why not. Um, well, um, there are 160 state representatives and there's 40 senators, state right. senators. There's 200 right. legislators right. from Massachusetts. Right. There are, I believe, five state senators who are Republican out of right. 40. Right. There's about uh, less than 25 state reps out of the 140 that are Republican. Right. Oh, so between the two, there's what? Less than less than 30. Right. Of 200. Right. Now, what kind of a contest is that? Well, that's just Massachusetts. If you look countrywide, there's, you know, the, the you see other states that are the exact opposite. Right? Yeah, but those ones have a one slate. Uh, many of them have one slate. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think that uh, Massachusetts. You know what? I I think the Republican Party in Massachusetts, if they're going to blame anything, they should blame the Republican Party, the the party structure itself. I mean, they're they're going through turmoil right now. And, and they have to, uh, along with, uh, you know, who's a, a MAGA Republican versus, here you have Chris Sununu. Now, he's up in New Hampshire. Now, he's going to run for president, right? He's talking about it. He's talking about it. And he wants to, uh, he's more of a New England Republican, kind of under, you know, like Charlie Baker was. And, that, and but, not necessarily. But not as, as extreme as Charlie Baker. No. Oh, you think Charlie Baker was extreme? Well, he's a rhino, uh, according to some Republicans. Well, that's, Republican that's the problem. Na- Republican he's in not, name he only. Was, he was a liberal, uh, you know, he's a, not, I, I shouldn't say he was liberal, but he is a moderate Republican. Right. And what's wrong with that? There should be room in the Republican Party for moderates, right? Well, there's room for them, I but mean, they can't you, get you're elected. Saying you can, well, so, you know, I mean... You can say that about in Massachusetts of conservative Republicans. They can't get elected either. Well, anyway, I guess the, 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 the issue is, um, I'll give you two examples. A moderate Republican can win in Massachusetts. Yes, he can win in Massachusetts against a, a weak opponent, a weaker than uh, or a, a Democrat, or someone who has some scandal attached, which has been some sometimes happened in the past. But... Uh, I'll cite two situations, uh, and one that hits at home. When Ed Markey ran for, for Congress, yeah. there was about 10 people running in that election. Right. He got a little, a little over 20% of the vote. Right. The second, second or the runner-up got, a, I don't know, let's say 16 or 17% of the vote, and right. then you had the rest of the field. There was a state senator in that race. There yeah. was a state rep in that race. There were other public officials. Right. Uh, uh, past the president that were in that race. Yeah. And so he ran as a, uh, the, the winner of that re- primary came out with a little over 20% of the vote against a public, uh, Republican opponent. Right. And of course in November, even at that time, which is a long time ago, Massachusetts was becoming more and more democratic, so he won. Mm-hmm. You fast forward to two years ago, and uh, Congressman Kennedy decided he, he was going to run for senator. Right. He vacated his congressional seat. Right. There was a whole bunch of credible candidates running in that election. Right. The opponent uh, who was nominated got a little better than 20% of the vote. Right. And because it was a, uh, now, as, it, as reflected in the voting patterns in Massachusetts, it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to be nominated in November. Whereas one of those people, uh, there were several credible people, one of them had finished second might have ran a campaign that would have given people the chance to focus on two people instead of ten people. So it would, to me, it would have made some sense to have a single slate then and now. Uh, I don't know. Um, you mentioned the other day about Bill Galvin. You were wondering how old he I looked him up. He's my age. Well, that's all? Yeah. Well, good for well, him. He's, he's actually six months older than me. He's good 72 now. I'll be yeah. 72 in a few yeah. months. But he's only 72. Yeah. But he, when he first ran uh, for, I think it was state rep, he was in a situation where there was like 10 people in the race, and he just happened to be, you know, 
he won because there were so many people in the race. Yeah. But, you know, it comes back to those, you got to do the work to to get the effort, you know. Well, the, uh, uh, in, in the last election, in some of the statewide offices, the Republicans didn't even feel candidates. Yeah, yeah. So that meant... Well, in the case of Galvin, now, the reason he wins every year is because he does a good job. I contend. Well, somebody can say, "Well, he doesn't," but I, 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 well, it, it's it's kind of interesting. He does his job because uh, uh, number one is that almost every time he's ran, yeah, he he's had some reasonably formative opponent, even in a primary, right? Yeah. And then he survived the primary, and the Republican that ran against him except for this last time, would get some votes, yeah. not, not close enough to win, but more votes than, let's say, some of the other Republicans. Yeah. And, in, and in Bill's case, with all due respect to Bill, if you see his photo on TV, he looks older than you. <laughs> okay. That's why, and Thank you very much. <laughs> well, no, that's not a compliment to you. I'm just absorbed it. And bringing him up... Um, the uh, we were talking about uh, before before the program about money. Uh, he has not accepted pay raises that he was entitled to until recently. Till uh, he didn't take the last pay raise. Right, right. And uh, neither did the treasurer, Ms. Goldberg. Right. She didn't take it. Right. Now. Recently, they they publicized the uh, right, and they're taking the raise, right, which is okay, and um, so they don't get credit for not taking the raise on previous times. I mean, are we giving them credit or are we not giving them credit? Well, uh, in one hand, it was a a, 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 a political thing not usually found among politicians to yeah. pass on money that they could eligible for, right? Uh, so. Um, but the, there's a two factors here. Both of them, both he and the, and the state treasurer, <laughs> are taking the raise this time. Can I ask a personal question? Sure. When you were mayor, did you not take a raise? Well, that's a very interesting. You offered a raise. Yes. I don't, you were offered a raise. No, we were not. Oh, you were not. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. You brought up ancient history, but I will say this: one of the campaign issues that I that I did the first effort to run for mayor, yeah. it was a raise given to the previous mayor. Okay. There was a process that, that he went through to get the raise. All right. But it was rolled into a, a, a non-voting individual kind of vote where it was packaged with some other money adjustments for, for uh, right. officials. My point has always been with pu- public officials, they should stand and vote to raise themselves. If they think they're well, entitled they to a raise. Well, they should go on record as having Absolutely. a vote. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And so what I said at that time, and when I ran for mayor, I said, if I were elected, I was going to draw, reduce the mayor's salary. Okay. Did you do that? I did. Okay. And then I we was going to resubmit the uh, the raise the previous mayor had already gotten back into the budget the, uh, the following year. Oh, and so it would be voted on? So, yes. Okay. And, I, and what happened was when it came out of the city council to, for the final budget, I think at least three councils voted against it. They voted for the mayor to get it before, but they wouldn't vote me to get it. <laughs> but it did go into effect. But enemy, enemy, enemy. Well, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. But, but but here here's the thing, uh, which is kind of interesting. We we uh, I want to maybe touch on this a little bit. Now that was back in the middle seventies. Yeah, that's why I can't remember what happened. Well, and and and, and I am trying to think back. Uh, the uh, the sal the, the state rep salary at that time was under fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. I don't remember exactly. Oh, how many, geez, yeah. It was under 15, the good old days. Yeah, fifteen thousand. And um, twenty years later, it was now in the forty th- over forty thousand. Okay. And twenty years after that, which is more currently, yeah, it's now seventy three thousand dollars. Yeah, and in addition to that, there, as I said earlier, there are two hundred elected officials at the state level, senators and reps. Okay, 
and 139 of those members yeah. get extra stipends yeah. for, uh, for vice chair of committees, for chairman of committees, yeah. uh, for other kinds of things. Right. And um, the, the effect is that that 70,000 now is, for many of the senators and the reps, is up to close to 100,000. Right. Okay. And since there's only five, five Republican senators, right. unless they do dual, dual jobs, yeah. they don't have enough of them to give them the money. No. So that's number one. The other thing which is even more important is that uh, as, as uh, credible as it is not to take the raise, yeah. the state people uh, as uh, elected officials uh, are in the pension plan for the, for the right. system. Right. And the pension plan is based on, the formula is based on your three best years. Now I think they Five best years. Huh? They, well, they modify that. It's, it's three years. It used to be any three years. I think now it's three years in a row. Right. So if you didn't, if you forfeited your, your raise four years ago. Right. And you take it now. Right. You're not going to be have get any less of a pension because the four years now with the okay. raise okay. Are, are the highest level of your income. And what some people don't realize, if you retire from a city employment, a county employment, a state employment, whether it's a, it's a career employment or it's an elected public official where your time accounts towards your pension, you pay no income tax. Did you know that? No. Well, you don't know it now. <laughs> you pay no income tax. Uh, and, uh, and, and why a, is that, Ed? Well, that's because the people that benefit it must have voted it, I guess. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's a system that... Uh, people didn't vote it. I mean, you, that, wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't fly in a general... Uh, election. Well, it's interesting. Thing. One of these they mentioned about the state elected officials, what they get for salaries and all. There was a, there was a question back some years ago where that was rolled into some kind of a, a referendum question. And so, and by the way, the Congress are in the same thing. They don't vote their raise themselves. They're now rolled into a into a program where mm -hmm. they they they're reevaluated every couple of years because there's elections every couple of years, yeah. and they keep they keep getting raises. And they don't have stand, They don't have to stand to be counted. And yeah, uh, right. they certainly in Washington, the pension should be huge. Uh, you said you had figures there of, of, of some of the, like the University of Mass that are city a state yeah. employees. Yeah, they get salaries in the in eight hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah, yeah, which is totally uncalled for. Well, it's uncalled for when you consider that the pension is inconsistent with. What the job entails in terms well, of I mean, yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. The fact that you know they just are able to not only get that kind of money, but then get that kind of advantage on yeah. their pension. Yeah. You know. I'm now, my one other question on the referendum questions in November. Right. Uh, did you vote yes or no on question one, which was to tax the millionaire people? I voted to tax the millionaires. You tax that. Oh, okay. Although you know, I mean. Um, by the way, that's not taxing millionaires. What it is, the question was that if you had earned income in excess of $1 million per year, that the excess of the million-dollar taxable income would not only pay the 5%, which is the standard tax levied for people on the state income tax, but the excess over the million dollars would be taxed at an additional 4%. All right. And... I've since found out and have been corrected was an example I use is, uh, and by the way, that, that would be not just people that make more than a million dollars net income, but you might have a windfall. You sold the business, uh, you ended up uh, selling property, whatever. But uh, baseball players and, and other sports people, just quickly, uh, they only pay the tax on half of their salary because in theory, they're traveling out of, out of the area the first uh, Half of the half of the time, so they only pay tax on half of that money, which, but they're still at a disadvantage from Florida, which is no state income tax. But what what about someone like a Chris Sales who uh, who's disabled? And uh, the story of the second baseman who's uh, on the disabled list, they're not playing they're not playing for the Red Sox, but they're not traveling outside the state with the with the players. Whack them. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll have to pick up that conversation at the next time you come, if you're willing to come again. 
<laughs> you may not have me. Hey, hey, well, the one that gripes me is that the, in Massachusetts, like it, it, your uh, estate tax, it, it, it's still at a million bucks in in uh, uh, for Massachusetts state. Estate taxes in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that not, on that note, we'll have to have some good lawyer figure out something different. Why? Are we out of time? Oh, yeah. we're out of time. Uh, yeah. Wow, we already went that long. Yeah, we just missed it. Thank <laughs> you.